Okay, good morning everybody. Today's daf is Nazir daf Membez. We are holding on daf Membez Amad Aleph at the top of the page, at the two dots on the top line of the page. Today's share is sponsored by Dr. David Lander, in honor of his wife and children, and Le'ili Nishmas, his mother, Golda Basimcha Alea Shalom. Also sponsored by Elian Brina Gantro, in honor of the first yard site of Eli's father, Dr. Mendy Gantro, Menachem Mendel Yitzchak, Ben Harav Moshe Zalman, whose yard site is tomorrow, Nisham Shavon Aliyah. Also by Avi and Ellen Freilich, in memory of Avi's father, Harav Yitzchak Dov, Ben Ram Yaakov, whose yard site was yesterday, Nisham Shavon Aliyah. We thank all of the sponsors very, very much for the sponsorship. So what we're going to talk about today is uh, we're going to have one limud and two different shilas based on the din that if you leave two hairs unshaved or uncut that you haven't done the mitzvahs giluach. So we're going to derive a halacha relating to rov from that uh, from that limud and we're going to raise two shilas about different circumstances uh, relating to the mitzvahs giluach all based on that halacha that if you leave two hairs unshaved you haven't done a proper Giluach. Then the Mishnah is going to talk about what a Nazir, the next two Mishnahs actually, going to talk about what a Nazir may and may not do in order to maintain the neatness of his hair and how that relates to Davashen and Miskavim because there are certain things that one might normally do in the normal maintenance of one's uh, appearance and one's hair that might remove hairs and that's going to be a problem but the guy's not intending to do that so that's going to lead us into a discussion of Davashen and Miskavim in general. Then the next Mishnah is going to talk about how many Chiyuvi Malkus there are for multiple Nazirus violations. What if a person is drinking wine all day, or he's being metami lemesim all day, or he's cutting his hair all day? So does he, uh, is he chayiv only once, or is he chayiv separately for each and every act? And then on Amit Beis, the Gemara is going to talk about whether Nazir is in violation for, uh, for repeats of the same tumma, meaning he continues to be metami lemesim in similar ways, and that's going to lead us into a discussion of the concept of tumma bichibur, and what the gather of Tumah B'chiburin is on a Daraisa and on a Drabana level. The concept of Tumah B'chiburin is that normally if uh, I touch a dead body, so the dead body is an Aviyah Tumah and I'm an Ava Tumah and the, the person that I touch becomes a Rish on the Tumah. But if the person that I touch touches me while I'm touching the dead body, well then he becomes an Ava Tumah. It, it goes right through me and it becomes like he's touching the dead body directly. That's the concept of Tumah B'chiburin. So the Gemara is going to help define that concept both on the Daraisa level and on a Dirabanan level. So let's begin again. Membez Amalalif, top line of the page. And the Gemara goes back to what we had mentioned that a Nazir, Mitzorah, and, and, and the Levim all require Giluach Bitar. And if they don't do Giluach Bitar, or, and this is the more critical part, they leave Shtei Sa'aros, then of Loklum. They were not Makayim, the Mitzvah Giluach. They cannot leave two hairs unshaven. So Amar Mar, we have a Mishnah in Mesechas Negaim that tells us about the Nazir, the Mitzorah, and the Levim that Vekulam Shigilchush Lobatar, Oshashiru Shtei Saros of Loklum, that if any of them were to be Megaleach with anything but a razor, or they were to leave two hairs unshaven, then Loasu Veloklum, the reason that Sarah uh, Achas is not Ma'akev, the Tos uh, Yamtov explains in Mesechas Negaim on that Mishnah over there in the 14th Barak of Negaim, 
Shabbatim is because the Torah uses the Lashon of Seyar, and Seyar always means at least Shtei Sa'aros. Uh, whenever you have Sara'achas, it's always Sa'ara, it's not Seyar. So since the Torah uses the Lashon Seyar, we know that it needs to be uh, that, uh, that, 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 uh, that it's a Lashon of Shtei Sa'aros. So anyway, so if they leave Shtei Sa'aros unshaven, they haven't accomplished the mitzvah of Giluach. So says the Gemara, there's a Limud from that. Before we get to the two Shailas that we're going to ask, there's a Limud from that. Amr from this mission, we see that uh, by Teglachas Nazir, it doesn't help to do rov. We see a klal in the rest of Torah that Rubo Kukula Midaraisa, that the general assumption in Kala Torah Kula must be that Rubo is Kukula, that by doing the majority, that's as if you did the entire thing, because I need a separate limit over here to tell me that rov is not enough, that if, you're, if you leave Shtei Saros, then you haven't uh, accomplished uh, what, what, you, what, you, what you were supposed to. Mimai, how do I see Rubo Kula Zoraisa? From the fact that the Torah is megalit to me by Nazir, that once it says Vigilach Rosho, the Torah says Bayom Galchenu to tell me that it's not enough to be megalech most of the hair, that you need a full Tiglachas, you need all of the hair, Sahachu Dadi Kakulo, that it's Dafka by Nazir, where we have such a din because there's a Gilo in the Pasuk, that you need all of it. But Halba Alma, Rubo Kakulo, but you see in general, uh, Rov is going to be good enough. So you see, this is a Raya that Rubo is Kukula. The Mefari says, wait a second. Normally, that's not how it works. Normally, when you have one place that the Torah reveals a particular uh, geder or a particular rule, we don't say that, uh, that that's the exception. We assume, binyanav, memetzinu, that if it applies in one place, then it applies in Kalata Rukula. So the Mefarish in Dibra, in, in Dibra Maschel de Michti says uh, that why don't we say that uh, we should learn from here to Kalata Rukula that there is no din of Rubo Kukula. So he says, no, because Nazir and Mitzorah are Shnei Suvnaban Kechad, that we see both by Nazir and Mitzorah, we don't say Rubo Kukulo. So since both by Nazir and Mitzorah we don't say Rubo Kukulo, we see that those are the exceptions. But in Kalatarukula, in the rest of Torah, it must be that we do say Rubo Kukulo. Maritzchayus raises the following question. He says, We really need this to teach me? Rubo Kukulo is Daraisa? I have a better idea of how you can learn Rubo Kukulo's Daraisa. There's a Pasuk in the Torah, it says, Achrei Rabbi. So shouldn't that be what teaches you? Rubo kikulo midaraisa? You need this, uh, you know, uh, the, the circuitous way of getting to such a, uh, to such a conclusion? So the Maritzchai suggests that there's a big difference between halocha rov, where we follow the rov and we could ignore the minority, versus rubo kikulo. Rubo kikulo means that the rov is, it, it, it transforms the miut into uh, into the, the, the rove, meaning it becomes the meat becomes like it's part of the uh, like it's part of the rove. So uh, so when we say that you have a mitzvah of giluach, let's say if we were to say rubo kukulo, we would say that when you shave rove of your hair, it's as if you shaved all of your hair. That even the meat that you didn't shave would be considered as if you did shave. Halocha charov zacharam nahatos. That tells me that if you have twenty three dayanim and thirteen votes to convict and ten votes to acquit, that uh, we have to follow follow the 13 and we could ignore the 10 but that's not the same as uh, as, as Rubo Kukulo Salvechik had a shtickle Torah where he said the exact opposite I think that he thought, I think Reb Chaim has uh, that uh, that no when it comes to Sanhedrin we learn that uh, that, that Rubo Kukulo uh, that by Sanhedrin you learn that uh, that the miut because the halacha is in order to convict a person it's not enough to have a Sanhedrin of 13 convict a person you need a Sanhedrin of 23 
to be mechayev a person misa. Well, how do you have twenty-three? It's thirteen versus ten, and we're only we're ignoring the ten. We're listening to the thirteen. No, you see that Achram Nahatus teaches me not only the din of halocha charov, but it also teaches me the din from Sanhedrin. It also teaches me the din of rubo kikulo. But uh, that's how the Maritzchayis at least understands over here. Not like that uh, that Reb Chaim in the Chuvas Binyan Sion. He has a, a, a chuva where the Shoel raises this very question, and the Shoel in the chuva suggests that uh, that 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 uh, the chiddush over here is Eir Chinami. Acharam Nahatos teaches me that Rubo Kukulo is Daraisa, but over here it's telling me that uh, that even when it comes to a Maisa Mitzvah, you're, the the Mitzvah is Miskayim with a rove. That it's not only by Isurim that there's a din of rove, but uh, even when it comes, I mean, normally we think of rove when it comes to Bittel Barov, when it comes to a little bit of Chazer uh, gets uh, mixed in with uh, kosher food. So we talk about Bittel, and that's where we normally think of rove. No, this is about a mitzvah, that you're Mekayim a mitzvah, even with the rove. That's the Chiddush over here, that from the fact that it does not work for the Giluach, that implies that by other mitzvos that a person might have, then you would be able to be Mekayim with a, with a rove. So it says the Gemara Maskev, Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Chanina, Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Chanina asks on this Makar that Ravacha brings uh, the, for the din of the Mishnah, that you need to be Megaleach your entire head. Hi, Benazir Tamexiv. But wait a second, the Pasuk of Yigalchenu, which implies that you need to be Megaleach your entire head, is, is, is written in regards to Nazir Tameh, someone who became Tameh in the middle of his Nazirus, where he also has a mitzvah Teglachas. But the Mishnah implies that even by a Teglachas of a Nazir Tahar, that Shtei Sa'aros are Ma'akev. Where do we see that that's true of a Nazir Tahar? We don't have a Pasuk to tell me that by a Nazir Tahar. So Machwa Labim Marava. So they, uh, they, uh, they, they mocked this in Eretzal. They laughed at such a question in Eretzal. Eretzal is always called Marava, because it's, uh, it's to, to the southwest of Bavel. So since it's somewhat west of Bavel, so it's called Bimar Rava because from a Bavel perspective it's uh, it's Marava. So they're Machwa Lab Marava, Mihti, Nazir Tame de Bitarminalan. Where do I learn the din that a Nazir Tame has to be Megaleach using a razor? Mean Nazir Tahar Yalov. We learn it that from the fact that it says it by Nazir Tahar. So they see Nazir Tahar Vilev, Min Nazir Tame. If I could learn a din of Nazir Tame from Nazir Tahar, it's a two-way street. I could also learn din of Nazir Tahar from Nazir Tame, namely the din that that teaches me that is written by Nazir Tame, but I could learn that the same din will apply to Nazir Tahar. Just like a Nazir Tame, if he leaves Shtei Saros, did not accomplish anything. So over here also, if he leaves Shtei Saros, he did not accomplish anything. Now, Tosos uh, raises the question that, if it, it's a very sharp question, that if you look at Masech Sanhedrin Daf Zayin, the Gemara has a whole list of uh, unusual Lashonos that, uh, that different Amorayim use. You know, Megadif Bar Rabbi Yavahu, you know, things like that. That it's a, it's a, it's a very uh, strong Lashon. Tahi Bar Rabbi Yochanan, Layit Allah Abaye. There are all these uh, unusual Lashonos. So over there, in Sanhedrin, the Gemara lists which Amorayim are the speakers when we use is an unusual lashon. So one of those lashonos is machku ala who is the Machua Labim Who is the one that's, uh, that's always the one that, that that's his Lashon? So he says, uh, the Gemara over there says that it's Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Chanina, that uh, Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Chanina is the Machua Labim 
problem over here is it was maskev for Rabbi Yossi Rabbi Chanina high benazir tamiksiv and then machu Allah b'marava and then uh, they 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 laughed at Rabbi Yossi Rabbi Chanina in marava. But wait a second, he's the one that's machu Allah marava. It's uh, the same person, very sharp to remember, right? But uh, but okay, so that's a kasha that uh, that Tosos uh, deals with. Um, okay, so says the Gemara. The Gemara brings now two shilas, two sveikos with regard to this halacha that if you do a giluach but you leave shtei saros unshaven you have not done a giluach so shayla number one baya baye uh, the following nazir shegilach v'shir shtei saros let's say you have a nazir that was megaleach but he left two saros he left two hairs that he was not megaleach so he has not yet been mekayim the mitzvah of giluach and then samach rosho and then uh, most of the, uh, the, 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 the not, not most but the hair of his head Grew back the chazer v'gilchan, and then he went back and he was megaleach the two hairs that he was not initially megaleach. So he's megaleach his entire head. He's got two hairs uh, left, and then the hair goes back a little bit, and then he goes back and he's megaleach the two hairs. Mau mi ma'akvi Allah. Is it ma'akev uh, and he's not yotzei the mitzvah of giluach even though he's, he was megaleach those two hairs because at the time that he was megaleach them at the end he did it in a way that he's not left megulach he's not left shaved because uh, his whole hair his whole head is full of hair at that time or do we so, assume that those two hairs are no longer ma'akev the teglachas because in the end of the day he was megaleach them now obviously it's got to be within a certain window of time you would imagine right I mean you can't come back uh, you know. Uh, uh, a year later and be Megaleach the other two hairs but uh, within some reasonable window of time we should discuss exactly what that window is he goes and he's Megaleach those last two hairs the impression you get is that the Shaila that Abai is asking is what we were talking about on Shabbos uh, that is uh, Giluach Nazir a goal-oriented mitzvah or a mice-oriented mitzvah now uh, meaning there's no doubt that it's not purely a goal-oriented mitzvah because you got to use a tar so clearly it's somewhat related to the Maisa but is it a uh, as long as you did the Maisa and accomplish the goal, uh, or is it a purely Maisa-oriented uh, mitzvah? So do we assume that, uh, that look, if, at the, the, if, if you did the Maisa on every single one of your hairs, even though you never accomplished the goal of being Megulach, so is that good enough? Or do we say that, uh, no, you need to have done a Maisa Giluach, as well as have accomplished a bald head, have accomplished complete Giluach. So that's Abay Shaila. Bay Rava Rava raises a second Shaila. Nazir Shagilach, Veheniach Shte Saros, and Nazir's mostly Megaleach, but he leaves two hairs that he was not Megaleach, Vegilach Achas, Vinashra Achas. And then sometime later, he's Megaleach, one of the remaining hairs, and the other one of the remaining hairs falls out. So Mahu, do we assume that since in the first Giluach he left two hairs unshaven and he was not Yotze Yizchiyuv and now he's not doing a real Giluach, he's only, he's only being Megaleach one more hair which is not a sheer Giluach. Giluach is defined by being Megaleach at least two hairs so he's not Yotze Yizchiyuv or do we say that since at the end of the day his uh, hair, his head is bald, he's Yotze the Mitzvah of Giluach. So I'm the Ravach Midifti the Ravina, Ravach Midifti says Ravina, I don't understand Rav's question Gilach sa'ara sa'ara coming by the Rava. Is Rava not sure about a, a Nazir who's Megaleach Shtei Saros one at a time? For sure he's Mekayim the Mitzvah of Tiglachas when you're Megaleach uh, the first hair that was remaining, meaning if he was Megaleach all of his hair, he left two hairs left. And then he's Megaleach one of those two. So right then he's Mekayim the Mitzvah. If you have one hair left, it's not Ma'akib the Giluach. So that's what he did. He did Giluach of all of his hair except for one. So of course he's Mekayim the Mitzvah. What kind? 
kind? What kind of shayla? One hair is definitely not makiv. What he has to be magalech all the hair mamish simultaneously. I mean, obviously, it could be in more than one stroke that he's uh, that he's magalech all of his hair. Ella Amos so the no, the case must be that the suffix of Rava is the opposite. Nazir's Megaleach Rosho, he leaves Shte Saros, and then Nashra Achas, then one hair falls out first, and then Begilach Achas, and then he's Megaleach only that very last hair. So, so now what's the din? Do we say he's not Yotze the Mitzvah of Teglachas because when he comes to do that Giluach, there wasn't a sheer Giluach left. There weren't two hairs left. There was only one hair left to be Megaleach. Or do we say he is Megaleach the Mitzvah of Giluach so so he doesn't have any hair on his head and he did a Maisu Giluach beforehand, right? He did a Giluach on uh, most of his hair. So it's just that he wasn't Megaleach the Mitzvah. There was a meaning he did a You need two things. You need a Maisu Giluach and you need a Kiyum of Giluach. So he did the mice of Giluach on the majority of his head, and now he has the kiyum because he has no hair left. So can we put that together and say that he's Mekayim the Mitzvah? So he said we could be poshate this suffix. Giluach in kan, seir in kan. There's, there's no kiyum of Giluach because there is no hair left. Well, says Umar, what? Iseir ain't kan, giluach yesh kan. I would think that if there's no hair, that's a good sign that you did a giluach, not that you didn't do a giluach. No, hachi ka'amar. What he means to say is, afal piseir ain't kan. Even though he doesn't have any hair left because that one hair uh, was uh, detached itself and then the last one he was in Galeach, nevertheless, mitzvah giluach ain't kan. He still didn't do the mitzvah giluach because the first giluach that he did was not complete. He left and therefore that didn't count and the second giluach was not even a maisa giluach because the second giluach he did was only on one hair and that's not uh, that's not a maisa giluach and Tulsus points out therefore according to the Mandiyamar that Tiglachas Nazir is ma'akev he would remain asr b'shtiyas yayin and b'tumul until he can regrow his hair and do a proper giluach he's going to have to regrow all that hair and then do a giluach in order to allow him to, uh, to do all the things that a Nazir is not allowed to do. And if you assume that Tiglachas is ain't a ma'akev, as Tulsus points out, if you assume Tiglachas of a Nazir is not ma'akev, and the Nazirus is over anyway, so Nafkamin is did you do the mitzvah or did you not do the mitzvah? Right? Nafkamin is, was he mekayim the mitzvah skiluach, or not mekayim the mitzvah's Giluach. Okay, so now the, the Mishnah is going to discuss how a Nazir can maintain his hair without risk of removing any of the hair. So Nazir chofef umefasfes. A Nazir is allowed to uh, straighten his hair and to scrape his hair and to use uh, some sort of product on his hair to clean it. Umefas face, and he's also allowed to use his fingers to straighten out his hair, uh, to separate the strands of hair from each other, even though it's possible that some hairs will be removed. That's not a violation of Tarla Yavra al Rosho, nor is it a violation of the Assei of Gadel Peresa al Rosho, because he has no intention, certainly, to remove any of the hair. Aval lo sorek, but he's not allowed to use a comb to comb through his hair, because in such a case, he knows that. He's intending to remove some of the hairs, and by intending to remove some of the hairs, that is a violation. That's how Tosis understands, that it's all about kavana, that when he's chofei, uh, fumefasfes, uh, there's no kavana to remove hair. When he's sorek, there's kavana to remove hair. That's what Rashi writes, in, in, uh, that, that's what uh, Tosis writes over here. The rush, however, and Rashi, Mesach HaShabbos, say, no, no, it's not about kavana, it's about whether it's psikreshe, when you just run your fingers through your hair, so it's not a psikreshe that hair's going to be removed. 
removed. Some hair might be removed, but it's not a psikreshe. When uh, when you comb your hair, it's a psikreshe that hair is going to be removed. So uh, the the uh, the Karanora points out, according to the rush, you don't need to say it has anything to do with kavana, even if it's enu miskavin by psikreshe, even if it's davreshe enu miskavin, you're still going to be chayiv. Uh, so uh, the the reason they don't like Tos's understanding that it's about kavana is if it were about kavana, the chiluk is not really about chofi from mufasis versus sorek. It should say sorek or bavatshli skavin litlosh or chofi from mufasis bavatshli skavin litlosh. Doesn't say a word about kavana in the uh, in the Mishnah. Now the Rivash points out in the Tshuva that in the Gemara it sounds like it's about kavana, meaning there's a reason that Tosa says it's about kavana because we're going to use this as a springboard to discuss davreshen uh, miskavin. So this is a, it seems pretty clear in the Gemara that it's about kavana. So the Rivash points out in the Tshuva that when we read the Gemara we're going to have to think of how does the Rush and the and Rashi read the Gemara? If they hold that it's all about whether it's psigreshi or not, how do you read that into the Gemara? But this idea that if you comb your hair, that there's going to be a psigreshi, that hair is going to be removed, led Rabbi Kiveger to the following astonishing chumrah. Rabbi Kiveger in the Gilyan Ashas in Masecha Shavuos writes that just like a Nazir is not allowed to comb his hair because it's a psigreshi, that he's going to remove some hairs, so too everybody is not allowed to comb their peos because it's psigreshi that you can remove hairs when you comb your pace. Now keep in mind, that doesn't only mean if you have long chasidish pace. Everybody hopefully has pace, right? It's the, this whole area of the, of the head. It means that you're not allowed to use a comb on this entire area of the head on both sides. So that's what Kivega says, yeah, because you're going to be tolish sayar. So it's a violation, uh, just like by a nausea. So the stipler wonders about this. says, l'chora eno muvan. The stipler writes in the Gulyanos Kilos Yaakov of Masech He says, I, I, it's, it's difficult to understand. The when you comb your hair, your pay is mamish fall out, all of them. That by a nazir, every two hairs that are removed is an iser. When it comes to uh, to, to your payas, not every two hairs that are removed, it's an iser. You're not allowed to shave them off. But not every two hair two hairs that are removed is an iser. In fact, Rabbi Kivegr got so worked up about the shayla, he sent it to the chasam sofer. Right? He sent it to his son-in-law. Son-in-law, but it was really the same generation. It was the chasam sofer's second wife, I think, was Rabbi Kivegr's daughter. Chasam sofer had three wives. So I think the I think it was the second wife that was Rabbi Kivegr's daughter, and uh, the chasam sofer was uh, just two years younger than uh, than Rabbi Kivegr. They said that uh, like uh, not 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 long before the wedding, uh, the daughter said to Rabbi Kivegr, um, "Do you think he's too old for me?" So Rabbi Kivegr said, "We better do this wedding quick before uh, before before she changes her mind." So uh, so they uh, they rushed the wedding, but uh, but but uh, the so they they wrote letters back and forth. So the the Chassam Sofer writes that you have to say that it's Moturna's rights from our sugya that uh, we're, we're burying the lead over here. If uh, if we're saying that oh if you're if you happen to be a nazir you're not allowed to use a comb on your hair. Forget about a nazir. Everybody's not allowed to use a comb if uh, if there's an iser of combing your payas. So that's what Sturmbach writes in Shuvas Van Hagos and Chelikal of Simtaf Samach. He quotes this Chassam Sofer and Kiveger and he says I don't know I've never seen Gaonim Gedolim Tzadikim that were machmir about this. They were always makel. So I'm machmir. Uh, you want to be machmer like Rabbi Kiveger, but you can't be more to other people. To so be machmer like uh, like Rabbi Kiveger. This relates 
to other areas of halacha as well. What about Shabbos? By Shabbos, it is an iser to remove even some hairs. So that's why uh, if a person is combing on Shabbos, so that's problematic because uh, you're removing hairs. When you come to that tak is a psuk if uh, you're removing hairs on Shabbos. So Shabbos it really is a problem. That's uh, discussed explicitly in Shulchan Aruch, that the Shulchan Aruch writes in Nuchel Shabbos that it's also l'sruk b'mesruk b'shabbos. You're not allowed to use a comb on Shabbos, um, even if it's made out of softer hairs, because it's e-efshar that you're not going to be uh, oker sa'aros, unless it is efshar, unless it's such a soft, like a baby comb or something like that, that doesn't really do anything. So then, uh, then and you you press it only lightly on your head, but uh, but if, you, if it's psikresha, it's psikresha, it's going to be aser. They even discuss, can you comb your hair during the nine days, right? Uh, you're not allowed to get a haircut, so uh, so can you comb your hair during the nine days? So Pashtun says that for sure is mutter, because uh, that's that's not about an isra of removing shtei saros, that's about getting a haircut, that's about, uh, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a different geder of the uh, of the isra. Okay, so anyway, so says the Gemara now, the Mishnah had said that the Nazir is allowed to be chofei for mefasfei saros, which means he's allowed to straighten his uh, hair with his hands, even though some hair might fall out, so money. Who is the author of our Mishnah? Rabbi Shimon, our Mishnah seems to be assuming like the sheet of Rabbi Shimon that is mutter. So even though some hair might fall out, but that's not your intention, therefore it's mutter. But it goes on to say that you can't be sorek, you're not allowed to comb your hair, even though clearly your intention is not to remove hair when you're combing your hair, your intention is to straighten the hair that's on your head. So that sounds like the Rabbanon is usher. So, uh, meaning uh, who disagree with Rabbi Shimon. So, Rabbi Shimon, the Sefer Rabbanon, could it be within one Mishnah? You have one line that goes like Rabbi Shimon, another line that goes like the Rabbanon. So, Amarabba, Rabbi suggests no. Some of Gears of Rav over here, that Kula Rabbi Shimon, he. The entire uh, Mishnah is going like Rabbi Shimon, that Adav Shemon Miskavin is mutter. But Kalasorik, Lahasir Nimin Mudludolos Miskavin. When you're combing your hair, you know that there are certain hairs that are out of place, that the only way they're going to get back, uh, that, that, that's going to look neat, is if those hairs are removed. So there are hairs that are mostly out and facing the wrong direction or whatever, that when you comb your hair, uh, you're, uh, you're going to be removing them. And that's your intention, is to remove them. It's kavana. So this fits very nicely into what we said before, is shita satosvos, that it's all about miskavin versus not miskavin. So the Gemara's uh, explanation is that when you're sorek, you are actually miskavin. However, according to the Rush and Rashi, that it wasn't really about miskavin, it's about psikreshe. So the Rivash says, how do you read this line in the Gemara? So the Rivash explains that the Gemara in its kasha assumed that srika is not a psikreshe. Um, and uh, the, uh, and, and Rabba is metarets, that a person is only sorek when he has saaros middledalos, when he has hairs that are just hanging on by, uh, by a thread. And therefore, it is a psikreshe that is going to be talish saaros. When it says, lahasir nimin middledalos, Miskavin, it means that Mimela, it's he's Miskavin Lahasiram, because if he didn't have Sarmudalos, he wouldn't be Sarekis Rosho. So it's a miskavin is another way of saying that it's uh, that, that it's a psikreshe. That lechorok uh, ties into how we understand psikreshe to begin with. Meaning, why is it that when something is a psikreshe that that becomes aser? Davashem miskavin is mutter. Why should just because it's psikreshe becomes mutter? So there are two ways to look at it. One way to look at it is that what do you mean in a miskavin? That's called miskavin. Meaning, if you knowledge that it will happen and then doing something that you know a leads to b, if you know for sure that's going to happen. That knowledge that it will happen equals kavana for it to happen. That psikreshi turns the davar shenam 
into a Dover HaMeskavein. That's one way of looking at it. Or the other way of looking at it is, no, it's not a Dover HaMeskavein. It's just that you can no longer divorce the action from the result. That normally, Dover Sheinah HaMeskavein, you say, I'm doing this action. Whatever result happens is not really connected to this action because the result is not automatic. But when the result is automatic, the result and the action cannot be separated from, from each other. So uh, the implication of this Gemara is that it's about Kavana, that the assumption is that you're having Kavana, because the Gemara talks in terms of Kavana, and if you learn like the Rash and Rashi, that it's really about, uh, really about Psikreshe, so you see that Psikreshe is a din in Kavana. Says the Mishnah, Rabbi Yishon, next Mishnah, Rabbi Shmuel Lomer, Lo Yachov Ba'adama, M'nei that you shouldn't put Adama on your hair, because that will also also remove hair. So doesn't mean that you're not allowed to use any Adama because Adama will always remove hair. Or is it, don't even use Adama that doesn't remove hair, but even if you can manage to find a particular hair product that does not remove hair, don't even use that because it's a gzera lest you come to use the kind of hair product that will remove your hair. So the my nafkamina, what would be the nafkamina between the two ways of reading it? If you happen to be lucky enough to find a hair product that does not remove your hair. So if you're going to say that Rabbi Shema because all Adama removes hair, if you happen to invent or develop a new hair product that does not remove hair, so good, you happen to find a dhamma that does not remove hair, it's great. But if you say that you're not allowed to even use the stuff that doesn't remove hair because of exera to the stuff that does remove hair, then you just can't do it. You can't use it at all. So what does the mission mean to say? Take the Gemara leaves it unresolved. Now we move on to the next Mishnah. So the Mishnah is a mission we've had quoted already talks about repeated violations of uh, Nazirus. Normally, in order for a person to be chayiv, malchus for anything, he needs to have hasra'a from a dimbetoch de dibor of uh, violating the Avera, and the person has to even respond, almanaskin aniosa, that you say, don't do that, because you can get malchus if you do it, and he turns around and says, I don't care, I'm doing it anyway. So uh, so it has to be, and the purpose of hasra'a is lonitar hasra'a lahavchin ben shogig lemezid, is to ascertain that we know for sure that the guy's doing it bemezid. Uh, so what if you have a Nazir that violates Yisuri Nazirus multiple times? So Nazir, If a Nazir is drinking wine all day, he's only Chayev once, even though each Revius is a separate Isser, because they only warned him once. So he's Chayev on the first uh, Revius that, that they warned him about, and, that, and, and that's it. Nothing, uh, nothing beyond that. There is a Machlokus Rishonim for the, what the reason for that din is. The Ritva Meseches Makos Tavchav quotes a Rashi, that since Hatzra'a needs to be betokhidei dibor of the Avera, and the second revius and the third revius were not betokhidei dibor of the Hasra'a, the Nazir could say, I, but the first revius, yeah, that I did bemazed. By the time I drank the second revius, I had forgotten about the Hasra'a. It wasn't betokhidei dibor anymore. So it's, uh, it's too much of a separation from the second and third revius to, to the Hasra'a. Whereas the Re explains that uh, the, all the yayin that he drinks is Sheh Mechad. It's all considered one Avera, it's one Shtia. It's not that the second revius and the third revius are not connected to the Hasra'a. No, it's that it's super connected. The first, second, third, fourth, tenth revius 
It's all one Maishtia. As uh, if you were to, to add in another Asra in the middle, that would divide it up into a uh, separate Maisa. So Amrulo Al Tishta Al Tishta, if they keep warning him, don't drink, don't drink. Vuhu Shosa, and each time he drinks another Revias, so he's Chayev for each and every one. And why is he Chayev for each and every one? So according to Rashi, it's because each Revias that he drank was Bitoch Kedei Dibor of a Hasra'a. Right? And according to the Re, it's because the Hasra'os are Mechalik reactions from each other. So the Ritva points out that according to the Re, it doesn't have to be that Stavka Hasra'os that are Mechalik the Maisim from each other. Even if he just pauses between one Revias and the other, that would also be Mechalik the Maisim from each other. You wouldn't necessarily need multiple Hasra'os. You would just need him to take a break every uh, every once in a while. So the day before Purim, we're talking about drinking a lot of wine. Okay, that's our Dafyom Ekrin says. Hayim if a person is being Megaleach all day, Enu Chayiv Elachas. He's only Chayiv once. But Amru Lo, Al Tegalach, Al Tegalach, Vuhu Megaleach, if they keep warning him, don't be Megaleach, and he is Megaleach, so Chayiv Al Kalachas Vachas, and he's Chayiv for each and every Giluach. Similarly, Hayim Etami Lemesim, Kalayom Enu Chayiv Elachas. If he was Metami Lemesim all day long, he's only Chayiv once. But Amru Lo, they keep giving him Asra, Al Tetame, Al Tetame, and he keeps on being Metami himself, Chayiv Al Kalachas Vachas. He's Chayiv for each and every one. In Shidduch Betz, discusses why do I need the Mishnah to spell out all three of these meaning I get it when it comes to any of the Yisurim of a Nazir a repeat violation based on the initial Hasra'a does not constitute something that's going to give him multiple Malkios but if it's based on multiple Hasra'as it uh, will give him multiple Malkios so he says because if it only would have said about warning him multiple times by, when it comes to Yayin, I would have said Dafka by Yayin because when you drink wine it's not so than the zeros. you did an Avera but it has no impact on the Nazirus and the counting of the Nazirus. But by Tumma, where it's so so the entire Nazirus, so I would think he would only get one Malkus. And if it would have said it Lagabe Tumma, because the Nazirus is already Nistar from the first Tumma, right? And if it only would have said it Lagabe Tumma, I would say Dafka Lagabe Tumma, that it's so so the entire Nazirus, even if it's a 100 day Nazirus, he should get Malkus for each and every one. But a Teglachas, which is more Kal, because it's not so ser, an entire Nazirus of 100 days. It only sets him back 30 days to regrow the hair. So then, and maybe he should only get, he should not get Malkus I'll call Achas Achas and that's why I need that's why there's a Chiddush in each one that you didn't have in the previous one so it says the Gemari Itmar Amar Rabba Amar Avuna Mikra Mali Dibarakasov the Pasuk by Nazir says Lo Yitama that it says Lav Limalach Lachosa Lo Yitama that a Nazir unlike a Kohen Hediot is not even allowed to be Matami to the Krovim all types of Tumah are included in Lo Yitama Tumas Maga Tumas Masa Tumas Ohel he's not allowed to be Matami to any mesim, so uh, so the it, 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 uh, so, so Omer, when the pasuk goes on to say lo yavo, then I'll nafish mes lo yavo, uh, which tells me that he's not allowed to go into an oel mes lechora. That's extra. It already said lo yitamo, which implies all types of tumah. Why does it have to say lo yavo? You shouldn't go into an oel mes la siro ala tuma to tell us that he's uh, that he's not allowed to be matame in any which way. And the pasuk lo yavo is la siro ala bia. To give a separate asra, a separate uh, iser for uh, going into a bias that has a mace in it. So if he goes into a bias that has a mace, he's in violation of 
two isurim of lo because it's any, it's just like any other tumah, and the separate isur of lo And if he gets hasra for both of those isurim, so he's gonna he's he's gonna be in violation of both, and he's gonna get punished for both. Avol tumah But if he's nitma by touching a mace, and while he's touching the mace, he touches another mace, lo, then he's not gonna be chayiv two malkios because it's the same isur. And even if they warn him about each nagia separately, since in the, by touching the second mace, he's not adding any new tumah that he didn't have before, it's not going to be some malchus. So the Torah tells me, don't become tamay generally, don't go to an oil mace to tell me that if you do both of those things, it's two isurim. But when it comes to just touching mace and multiple mace, it's not two isurim, it's the same isur. Even with multiple asrals. Rav Yosef, Amar Rav Yosef says, hello Kim, what are you talking about? Amar Rav Huna, afilu tumah v'tumah. Rav Huna holds that even if you get multiple malchus, even for repeats of the same type of tumah, you touch one mace, another mace, how do I know that? If you have a Nazar who's standing in a Besakvaros, so he's already Tame, he's already right by a Kever. And then they give him uh, either one of his seven relatives who, anyway, he's not allowed to be Matame to, or some other Mace who he's also not allowed to be Matame to. And he touches that Mace, he's Chayiv for being Nogay in that Mace. Why should he be Chayiv? He's already Tame, he's already standing in a Besakvaros. You see that Ravuna clearly holds not like what uh, what Rabbi Ravuna said that uh, that tumo tumo lo. No, you see that tumo tumo. Yes, that multiple tumos you are going to be punished for separately. Say so Abaye Abaye challenges Rav Yosef from a brisa. Let's imagine a Kohen Gadol. That's how the Rishonim say it's got to be a Kohen Gadol. Kohen Gadol, who's not allowed to be Matame even to the crow, that has a mace that's Munachal Ksefo, that has a mace that's on his uh, shoulders, and then they give him another mace, even one of his relatives, who he's not allowed to be Matame to. And he touches that mace. You might think he's Chayev for touching that second mace, even though it doesn't add any new Tumma beyond the Tumma that he already has from holding the mace on his shoulders, Tamalomer, that's why the Pasuk says, V'lo yichalel. So it sounds from the Pasuk that it's an Isra for Kohen Gadol to be Tamei, B'misha eno mechulol. When he's not already Tamei, when he's a Kohen Gadol that's Tahar. So now the, the, this Tumah is causing a chilul to him. But Yatzazeh, Shu mechulol But in our case, where he's already holding a mace on his shoulders, he's mechulol v'omeid. So he's not going to be mechulol with this second Tumah. So a uh, Kohen Gadol, it's mefurish that he doesn't get malkus if he's nitma v'chazar v'nitma. So l'chora, the same is true by a nazir. That's a kasha on Rav Yosef Amravuna, right? Rav Yosef Amravuna says that if you're nitma v'chazar v'nitma, you don't get punished. Over here, you see by the Kohen Gadol, you do get punished. So Amalei, Rav Yosef responds to Abaye v'tikshi lach masnisin. Your brisa is against our Mishnah. Ditznan, our Mishnah said, "Hey, in the time of the mesim kolayom." But why in our Mishnah do you get uh, Malkus separately for each time that you become Tami? You're ready bitumaso. So you see in our Mishnah that if you become Tami and then Tami again, you get multiple Malkios. And yet your Brisa tells me that you don't get multiple, multiple Malkios even if you get warned separately. So the Mishnah and the Brisa are so to each other. So we have to say that the Brisa 
brysa is a mistake. And Mele, you can't ask on me from a brysa. That's a mistaken brysa. So Abaye answers the kasha of Rivyosev. Lo kasha. No, no stira between the Mishnah and the brysa. Khan, the brysa that says you only get one malchus for multiple tumas is bichiburin, is when it's tuma bichiburin, meaning you're touching uh, the second mace at the time that you're still touching the first mace. So you chayiv malchus only once because the second touching of the mace doesn't add any tuma. But our Mishnah says that Tumma uh, Vituma, you get multiple Malkios, is on that you touch the second mace after you stopped touching the first mace. So, therefore, touching the second mace does add Tumma to your Tumma. How does it add Tumma to your Tumma? You still have to go through the same seven day process. You start from the same time. It adds Tumma to your Tumma because there's this concept called Tumma that while I'm touching a mace, if someone else touches me, they become an Ava Tumma. After I touch a mace, if someone else touches me, they become a Rishon Latuma. So if I touched a mace earlier today, I can only make someone else a Rishon Latuma. But if I'm touching a mace right now, I can make someone Avatuma. So I'm adding Tuma Latumaso. So the Gemara, the Gemara asks on Abayi's Teretz, Vituma Bechiburin, Daraisa, is it really a Din Daraisa? I'm Ravi Yitzhak Yosef from Raviani, Lomra Tum Bechiburin, El Latuma Bechachim. I thought Tum Bechiburin is only for Truma Bechachim. Avul Nazir Vosa Pesach, but not for Nazir and not for Carbon Pesach. So, but if it were really a Tumma Daraisa, it wouldn't make any difference. So, says Gemara, whether Tumma Bechimur is Daraisa Draban depends how far removed you are from the original mace. Meaning, if I'm touching a mace and then another person's touching me and then another person's touching him, that Tumma Bechiburin is only Drabanan. But if I'm touching a mace and another person's touching me, that Tumma Bechiburin, the fact that that second person that's touching me is, uh, is an Av HaTumma, that's Tumma Bechiburin, uh, Mida Oraisa. So that is the Chilik that, uh, that Abai is uh, suggesting. But Hashem, tomorrow we'll continue in that conversation. Have a great day, everybody.